everyone and welcome back to Too Smart for This. I am your host Alexis Barber and I am so excited for today's episode with Haley Hoffman-Smith. I feel like you all might know Haley from her incredible content creation on TikTok as well as Instagram and YouTube and her podcast Big Conversations, but I really want to give you a quick intro because you all will not believe what this woman has accomplished. Haley is a entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, best-selling author, content creator, host, keynote speaker, mentor, subconscious breakthrough coach, and an independent singer-songwriter. Talk about a multifaceted woman, please. Like, I'm so grateful that she came on the show and that she has shared with us a really incredible tactic, EFT tapping, to help accomplish this much and break through these limiting beliefs that hold us all back. So I think that this episode is really great for anyone who is struggling to sort of get to that next level personally. And we talked about achieving our big dreams, achieving our big ideas, and emphasizing sort of like the behind the scenes of why we are far away from what we want, you know? So I really loved this conversation. I felt really inspired afterwards. I've been trying tapping ever since. I am a huge fan of Haley, so please be sure to follow her everywhere. And don't forget to also follow the show at 2Collective on Instagram and myself. Everything will always be linked down below in the show notes. And with that being said, let's get into this super fun episode. Welcome to Too Smart for This. I can't wait to dive in your story and get, you know, some tea for the girls to get super excited and into manifestation. And I'm excited to learn about tapping. So before we get started, I'd love to do some rapid fire questions. Starting off, what are your big three in astrology? Oh, I'm ready for this one. Yes, yes. I could give you my whole chart, but I'm a Leo sun, Sagittarius moon, Sagittarius rising. So I'm a triple fire. Stop. I'm triple fire too. Oh my God. Really? What are yours? I am Sag Sun, Leo Moon, Aries Rising. No, literally, like that makes so much sense. And also, happy birthday. It's Leo season. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. Triple fire. Like, I guess you can probably understand, like, how I just can't stop. Yeah, but it's also like chaotic energy, at least for me. Like, I'm very spontaneous. I have so many ideas. I'm very all over the place. Like, I have barely any earth in my chart. I think at my Jupiter is a Capricorn, but that's it. So it's very hard for me to like get organized, to like to ground a lot of things. So I have to have a team around me of people who ground me. Like my one of my closest team members is a Virgo moon. And that was like basically the reason I hired her. <laughs> I was like, Virgo moon. Oh my. Oh my. Okay. This is going to work. I've got to do charts for the people around me because I feel like you have to, you've got to like hire based, you got to do all of it based off of it. It's like a major key. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause I literally like, like you said, no earth, none of it. I have, luckily I have Saturn in the first, so it makes me like pretty organized, but then I have so many ideas that it's impossible to get them all done. It's crazy. Well, that's a good thing to do for a podcast. Cause like you can change your topic every week and change the vibe of it every week. And it's good. As long as you have like, for me, it's been about creating the space or the container for letting my ideas thrive. Like I'm sure same for you to like have a podcast that comes out on a specific structure. Like same for me, like holding myself accountable to the structures, but letting me fill in the the what with like the why with my fire. <laughs> Which is always changing. So we'll talk more about that too. So next one is what is your hometown and where do you live now? I grew up in Denver, Colorado, and I now live in New York City. 
Oh, lovely. Denver is such a cool place to grow up. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I mean, I think it was somewhat lost on me because I'm such a cosmopolitan girl. And so like, I don't like to hike. Never invite me hiking. Don't do that. All I know. (laughs) But it was fun to grow up skiing. Like I I know how to ski. So that's a cool thing to share at parties. (laughs) I know how to ski. I don't know how to ski. So that's pretty impressive to me. Look at that. I got like... (laughs) got a leg up on you exactly it seems crazy to me i just know but anyway okay we'll move on before we get on like 40 tangents we've got to control our fire energy right here what is your most important self-care practice tapping (laughs) which i know we'll get into so i'll leave it at that for now okay fabulous what is the worst advice that you've ever received Ooh, oh that a stable paycheck is the way to go (laughs) that's a good one i'm with you on that so then uh, Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. I know this is... Okay, sorry. I'm not supposed to explain my answers, am I? You can because I want to talk about it too. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, people are hating on Instagram right now, which I get. But I think like because I was in the early stages of TikTok, I got so used to video content that for me, it's very natural. Like it's more natural to me than photo content. Instagram feels like so much more of a community, like being able to DM people. Obviously, TikTok has stories now, but like Instagram stories. I love Instagram stories. So it just feels to me, at least energetically, more of like a hug in a community, whereas TikTok feels more of like being on a stage. It's very odd. I completely agree. I feel I don't feel connected to my TikTok audience like very much. Like I think it's a great like growth lever and awareness builder, but I do feel like on Instagram, like I prioritize posting on Instagram because I feel like those people have been with me forever. Like they're in the DMs, they're commenting. So I, I agree with you on that. Like I think consuming content, obviously it's fun on TikTok, but no, interestingly, I don't watch reels on Instagram. I only watch videos on TikTok, but yeah, I'm glad we're in the same boat. Yeah, I am too. I am too. I'm glad. So, okay. With that being said, let's do a quick introduction. So who are you and what can people learn from you? What's your content, et cetera? So I call myself a subconscious breakthrough coach. Also my little YouTube headline tagline when I come on for my vlogs is the friend that helps you bring your pipe dreams to life through manifestation and motivation. So basically those things, right? Like I, I'm obsessed with manifestation, spirituality, law of attraction, but I'm really interested in it from the standpoint of the subconscious and rewiring the beliefs in our subconscious, mainly through EFT tapping, but also through like listening to affirmations at night, uh, like changing your mindset. But I really believe that like doing some deeper inner work is really important in order to change your mindset. Like you can't just like change your thoughts one day. There's obviously, there's much deeper layers and levels to that so that it's not just like, why can't I think positive? Like, why is that so hard? It's blanket advice because it's very superficial unless you do the deeper work. And then I'm also like definitely on a journey of following my own dreams. Like I, I practice what I preach very much so. And recently I started a music career and I launched my first song back in May called Worth the Flight. Actually tomorrow night at midnight, my acoustic version of Worth the Flight comes out and then I have another single coming out. So I've been exploring that and putting myself out there. And like, that's also been me tapping through like past invalidation around like singing, writing songs and all of that. So I really like that I am at first I was like, this is so disjointed music versus like manifestation. I'm like, no, I'm actually I'm doing it all. You know, I'm going after my own dreams in my own way as well. So there's that. And then I have a podcast called Big Conversations. I have my YouTube with my vlogs. And that's mostly it, I think. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I love that. First of all, like the Sagittarius in your chart is very obvious because I mean, having all these different interests, but something I've been exploring on the show recently is how important it is to be and embrace being multifaceted. I think a lot of women feel like really constrained by what they are, quote, like allowed to do within society. And it really sounds like you've not only like developed this career as a coach and as the second another career as a content creator, and now another career as a musician. So what when it was going from being a creator and a coach to music, what was the biggest blocker for you? Oh my, it was really challenging because it felt like I had to be one or the other. Like it felt like if I'm going to commit to music and be really serious about my dreams there, I have to be a full-time musician. It was very hard for me to see like the space between it and like the and of it rather than the or. And so I, I mean, I had to do tapping on it. I had to do tapping and mindset. And now I see how they can be like combined but it doesn't even have to be combined. Like I also want to give permission to listeners to like, you're going to have fragments air quotes of yourself because of like all your different facets. But the fact that they are all expressions of your own unique energy is what combines them all. It doesn't have to be like, Oh, this makes sense logically or from like a business standpoint, if it's you, it's authentic. And therefore it is still holistic and a picture of who you are. Yeah. Like your desires don't come to you randomly. I think that's something that's always like stuck with me is that it's like, you want all these things for a reason. So let's get into tapping. What is tapping for people who don't know and how can they get started? Okay. So tapping is EFT, emotional freedom technique. And if you're familiar with acupuncture, it's actually kind of similar So we're using meridian points to clear your energy channels. So it's the front of the eyebrow, the side of the eye, underneath the eye, and the collarbone, and you just lightly tap. And the concept with tapping, and there's like multiple different ways to do it, but I do faster EFT. So you're working through emotions by going to a memory, feeling the emotion from the memory really strongly, and then releasing that emotion and rewiring your belief about that memory while you're tapping. So you can do affirmations while you're tapping. I like to do what I call funny animal stories in my slingshot sessions, which is like my group tapping, where I'm moving everyone's mind off of the painful memory or whatever they were just thinking about, which is usually very like painful and hard to move through because it actually siphons off the neural pathway. So if like for one second you're thinking about the guy who broke your heart when you're in the seventh grade and next thing you're thinking about a panda making waffles and pouring a lot of syrup and every little hole in the waffle, like it's such a big departure that it treats, it helps your mind move very immediately from that originally painful memory and it makes it less relevant in your mind. So then every memory you have and everything you've ever been through, you took something about yourself from it. So like if a boy broke your heart in seventh grade, maybe you took from that, like I'm not worthy of love or I'm not pretty enough or whatever it is. When we're able to release the emotion from that and rewire that belief into the truth, like literally return you to the truth of your being, like I am completely worthy. I am more than enough. Once the emotion of the pain is gone, it's so much easier for your brain to latch onto the truth because the emotion is what holds the limiting belief in place. Oh, this is, it's like so simple, but like so groundbreaking, the concept of being able to change your internal beliefs about things. I think like that's only something I've like started to explore, but only through like meditation, journaling and manifestation. But this seems like in a way, like kind of, I think people could say it's like a shortcut. Do you agree with that like line of thinking and like what, or how do you approach like EFT as a part of your spiritual journey? And like, where does the rest of like spirituality fit into it? I think it combines everything because just think about like, when it comes to manifestation, the the line of thinking that I really adhere to as well, and obviously it's whatever resonates, 
is that everything that's happening in your life is a reflection of your subconscious and your beliefs about yourself and your place in the world. And so what tapping is doing, even though the act of it is very simple, and even though it works very, very quickly, is it's going back through to everything that's happened that comprised your belief systems about yourself and what's going on in your subconscious mind. So once you're able to identify those pieces, and obviously, I mean, we call it work, and it is work to go back through it. But I mean, it doesn't have to be that hard. Like there's a lot that's there, right? It's it's digging deep. It's understanding, okay, why do I believe this about myself? Why is this something that I'm creating time and time again in my relationships or in my career? Like, where does it come from? It's finding the root of that, which is very in itself groundbreaking and can bring a lot of peace. Like, oh, no wonder I keep attracting emotionally unavailable partners. It all goes back to how my dad treated me when I was younger. And now that I feel bad, I can attract someone who's like actually available. Once you're able to find the source of it and clear it, it happens very quickly. It can, but there's also so many layers to it that you might have to do several rounds of tapping, but that's what leads to the manifestation. So it's all like kind of one in the same because it changes your mindset. It changes your reality as the result of that. It clears out the energy of it. So it's basically all in one and it can be a shortcut because it happens very quickly. Like people are always shocked how quickly you release the emotion when you're tapping and how much better you feel. Amazing. So has there ever been something that you thought you like let go of and then you've had to like do another round for yourself? Yeah, there's been times that like, I think things come up in different ways in every session. So I mean, I've worked with a practitioner for over two years now. And there was like a significant heartbreak that I went through with this like guy I was on and off with from sixth grade up through high school. And so he was like deep in my subconscious, right? Because he was there for so many years. And like, it really influenced my self concept. So we've tapped on like a lot of memories with him, but then it'll come up in different ways. Because the brain, like imagine that all the neural pathways of your brain are all tied together, almost like a ball of yarn. And so with tapping, you're starting to like tug on different parts of that ball of yarn, but it's like influencing the rest of your brain. And so sometimes you think you've cleared something, but actually, you know, one part of the yarn was caught up in a different part of the yarn that you didn't think was related. But now, even though that man had nothing to do with my career, (laughs) I'm thinking about him when it comes to my career. Like, it's very interesting how the brain works and how it takes little cues from itself. So it's a lot of like extending yourself grace and validation as you're moving through that and understanding that every single time you tap, you are clearing something. So it's not like you're ever behind or that you didn't do it right or anything. It's just hitting it from different angles. Yeah. I think that's also a great technique for people who are probably like us who are just go, go, go. Like I think when you are mentioning like these times in childhood or from like seventh grade to high school, like that is a time where I'm like, oh, well that's done. Like I'm not there anymore. So I'm not thinking about it. But in reality, there's certainly memories and certainly experiences from those times that affect like how I view myself today and like you don't always realize that until something crazy happens but you also like I think it's just important to recognize for people that like think oh I just want to manifest for the future like there are parts of you that are blocking that and that's why it's important to go back in time as well yeah absolutely yeah something I hear a lot is like well, you know, I had that one memory, like a big fight with my sister for, you know, eight years ago, but we're over it now and she's apologized and now we have a really good relationship. And I'm like, that's amazing. But if that hurt is still there, like if we can go back and talk about the fight and what she said, and you can still feel the pain of it, it's still stored in your body and your subconscious is primarily like, 
built up of all those emotions and the things we feel in our body. And so it's still playing a role in what you're attracting and your self-concept and all of it. And so we have to clear it. And it is really really crazy. Like, you know, right now, as you and I are talking, we're not feeling a lot of emotions because we're just like here and we're present. But if I asked you, Alexis, to go back to like your first heartbreak and really like close your eyes and go back to it, you could probably pull up some pain there or anger or like leftover emotion. (laughs) You're like, oh God, I won't let, I won't make you go there unless we want to tap together. But it's like, stored in your body. Like that shows you can access it because it's stored. And so the goal with EFT is like to help you find peace there. Cause now like I look back on memories that were really painful to me and my self-concept and I feel like gratitude for it. Um, I just feel completely different about it. When did you get started and how do you recommend if someone's listening to this, their first time hearing about it, like how do they get started too? So there's a lot of ways to get started, which is exciting. You can do it on your own. I actually have an EFT DIY course, but there's also tons of free videos on YouTube. Brad Yates was my homie. He's got like all these free videos for everything you can imagine. He does a different type of EFT where you're like repeating after him and tapping, tapping, tapping for like 10 minutes. The way that I do it is different since it's faster EFT. So you're like going back and checking the emotion or you can work with a practitioner. So I started because I was struggling really badly with anxiety and depression when I first started college. And it was so crippling that I would have really bad test anxiety. Like I couldn't go take tests. I had a really hard time leaving my dorm. And so my mom found an EFT practitioner for me and we cleared it. I mean, it took like three sessions because there was a lot there, but we cleared everything. And I have really not experienced anxiety since. Like that doesn't mean that I don't get nervous about things sometimes, but I classified myself as a very, very anxious person. Like if you were going to talk through like a diagnosis, I had generalized like panic disorder or generalized anxiety. And now I have none of those symptoms anymore. And because we cleared the root of it and EFT tapping. So I always knew that EFT tapping really worked because I had that memory of like, whoa, that was so crazy that I used to be like literally a shell of myself because I was so anxious and depressed and I'm completely fine now. And then moving forward, what got really exciting is I decided to use EFT to help me with a limiting belief around money. So this was like flash forward a few years in college I was writing freelance and it felt like no matter how much I'd work, like I'd work hours and hours writing, I just could not like make money. It was like really frustrating. And so I did one session with an EFT practitioner and literally the next day I got my first four figure writing assignment. Whereas before I was never able to go past that. And obviously that was like revolutionary for me being in college. And I was like, what the heck? Like it was such an immense change. And so I saw how it worked. Even then though, I still didn't apply it. Like I knew that it worked and it was good to know that it was like in my toolbox as like a worst case scenario type thing. But I started doing EFT consistently in June of 2019. I had quit my job a few months prior. I was completely stuck. I was so unhappy. I was living in Denver and like nothing in my life was moving forward. I just felt like the most stuck, the most like, I wasn't depressed or any of that. Like I'd cleared all of that, but I was just really unhappy. And so the first thing I tapped on with my EFT practitioner, Tiffany was procrastination. Cause I'd have all these ideas of things I wanted to get done and I got nothing done. We found the root of that. Like what I was really afraid of with getting work done, cleared it. And I have like never procrastinated since <laughs> like maybe on little things, but it started to change everything. I moved to Manhattan. I got my dream apartment, which I had like said to her, she's like, okay, what do you want in your apartment? I like listed it all out. We plugged it into my think up app for my affirmations. We worked on my limiting beliefs around every, literally everything and started my TikTok, grew my platform, started my businesses. Like it's 
it everything's taken off since. So since then I've been using tapping for like major up levels and of course like inner work too on my piece and how I'm feeling about myself and all of that. But yeah, it's been tapping on my own, tapping with Brad Yates videos, tapping with a practitioner and tapping so easy. Like you can, you can really learn how to do it fairly quickly and do it on yourself at any time. Like anytime I'm feeling a bit off, like this morning I was feeling a bit anxious about my song launching tomorrow. So like in the Uber on the way to my event this morning, I, I just like did a little bit of tapping and then I immediately felt better. I love that. I think it's kind of like a game changer for me to hear that like you could do it with procrastination and you can do it with like just some of those like beliefs, like anxiety. I think I've like dealt with a lot of anxiety, just having a super chaotic life. And so I think a lot of us feel like once you get that diagnosis, you're kind of like, for lack of a better word, like you're fucked, like nothing's going to be able to change it other than like medication. And so I feel like having this as part of the tools in the toolbox could help so many people. And I'm so glad that you're bringing like awareness to that. So thank you. Yeah, it's huge. Yes, of course. Obviously. Okay. I just have to say this as a disclaimer though. Like when it comes to medication, consult your doctor, do all of that. But also, yeah, I just want to say, I don't want to be like, whoa, I'm throwing out the medication. No, I feel you on that. It's obviously always individualized, but I think a lot of people just feel really stuck in that, in that position. And so this is a great tool. Because I kind of found too, like with anxiety, just to your point really quickly, like I was like, oh, I have anxiety disorder. Therefore I feel anxious. And I really like, I took it on as an identity. And obviously it was based off the symptoms that I was experiencing, but clearing, like knowing that you can clear it, or especially like in those moments where I would feel so much panic and have like horrible anxiety attacks and couldn't go take tests or whatever it was to be able to like get on a call with an EFT practitioner tap and then feel completely different after is just so insane, you know, for now in in my life, like anytime I'm feeling anything to be able to clear it, it's, it's life-changing because then you're not at the whim of your emotions. You don't have to be afraid of them. Exactly. I think a lot of us are afraid of our emotions. So I feel you on that. Let's talk a little bit about your background then, like, and how you got to where you are for like, it's an obviously a non-traditional career. You mentioned not having a steady paycheck beforehand. So how did you become an entrepreneur? So I started my first ever business when I was 18, but it was a nonprofit called Lit Without Limits, short for Literature Without Limits. And I was donating books to girls around the world in mentoring groups and turning them into like little self-empowerment book clubs, basically. So the books would have empowering themes. I wrote a book club curriculum to go along with it. And I loved entrepreneurship from the get-go, especially because I was making an impact, like seeing pictures of the girls with their books and like hearing what they were learning. It was just like the greatest thing ever. I transferred to Brown University my junior year of college. So I spent my last two years there. And that is a very entrepreneurial school. Even they don't have majors, they have concentrations. And I basically created my own concentration. Like formally, it was gender studies, but specifically I was studying women and entrepreneurship. And I, Alexis, got to make my own like independent studies. Like I got to make literally make my own classes and help like women on campus start their businesses. Uh, like I had an incubator program. So I felt like an entrepreneur in my college career, which is really cool. And they have like an entrepreneurship center and all these resources for entrepreneurs. So I was just like very much set up to succeed in that sense. And then I took a job at a startup when I graduated. And so that was also entrepreneurial because I was literally their first employee. So <laughs> from there, I ended up actually creating a speaking career. I um, published a book called Her Big Idea, which was based off of my entrepreneurial experiences and what I studied for my honors thesis in college on women and entrepreneurship, and then would speak at entrepreneurship centers about the book and about like my stories and all of that. So it all kind of blossomed really from like loving starting the nonprofit. 
Wow. So, okay. That's in- incredibly impressive. I think a lot of people feel scared to start things like that. So did you always have the courage to do that? I know you have your fire sign chart. Or were there like things that led you to want to do something like publish a book right out of college? Well, I'd say that I think I went through a lot of like the morphine of my self-concept my freshman year of college, like that's where I, I I was going to see you Boulder first in Colorado. And I just really wanted to try everything. I was really driven, very, very driven. Like I kind of, some of it was kind of ego based if I'm being like completely honest, like I wanted to be the best at everything. I wanted to have a really stellar resume. I wanted to transfer to a top tier school. And so I think some of that fire was pushing me like, not just my Leo, but (laughs) like the rest of the fire of like getting to the top. But I enjoyed it so much when I was doing it that I was like, "Mm, there's something here that's so much more than my resume. It's like the impact that I'm making. Right. So I guess I pushed past any like issues on insecurity because I was so determined. Absolutely. So then how do you set goals for yourself like now? And like, what does it look like when you're in a place where you know you can sort of like, you have the toolbox to manifest whatever is like in your future? Like, how do you not do everything all at once? And like, how do you decide like what you're going to focus on? I think a lot of it is, this is like such good advice that I that I've heard for people who are multifaceted and multi-passionate is just to go with what feels really good as the right next step for you. Because obviously there's a lot of things we all want to do with our lives, but what feels best for you right now? And it might not be logical. You might want to like plan it out like, oh, let me make a 10-year plan. What makes sense for me to pursue right now? But just go based off how you feel. I mean, I'm a manifesting generator as a human design type. So a lot of it is like based off how I feel, but that's helped a lot. And especially like the waves of inspiration, like going back to what you said about we have our our desires for a reason. I completely believe that. And I think we get specific urges at specific times for a reason. Like I never thought I would start songwriting again. It was something I did in high school. And there just like happened to be a set of circumstances that led me to start singing and songwriting again. And it was something I could never have foreseen or planned for myself, but now I've like loved it and fallen into it. So it's like validating that, trusting as it comes up, trusting those urges. And then for how I go after a goal, I do most of the inner work first before I do m- much of like the external work because here's like a good metaphor. There was one time I got a city bike in New York and I was biking back to my apartment and I didn't know it, but the tire on the bike was out of air on the back tire. It didn't look like it, right? So I am like biking with all of my might and I am not getting anywhere and like runners are going past me. I'm like, what is happening? Like breaking a sweat. Like, what is wrong with this bike? I realized that the back tire was flat, but I didn't realize it at the time. And I think that's like a beautiful metaphor for what happens when subconsciously you don't feel worthy of the next step of your life. It doesn't feel safe to pursue the next step of your life. Like you can be putting in so much effort. There have been so many times in my life I felt like literally a hamster on a wheel or myself on that bike, like breaking a sweat, getting nowhere, even though you're putting in like 110%. And so I make it easy on myself and I first go in and I ask myself the hard question of like, okay, well, what bad thing happens if I achieve this goal? What is this going to require of me? Where do I feel like I'm falling short? Where do I feel like I'm inadequate? What memories are attached to that? Like I do that deep excavation work. I tap through those memories. I tap through anything that feels funky, anything that feels heavy. And then things just propel me way, way faster and further because I've done the subconscious work first. So I think that's like a prerequisite and obviously something that you should do alongside going after your goal. Yeah, like I think that's actually just approaching things where you're you're sort of getting like the tough work out of the way because then you could get to a place where you're like right on the edge of that goal and you're like why isn't this coming and I think I've experienced that t- 
so many times in all the different aspects of my career where you're like, this is about to be here, but I bet something is happening. So you get really scared and upset about it. Like, And I think you're just setting yourself up for success when you decide to do that work beforehand. So I think some people though will get like super into the shadow work and like have trouble moving into that action. How do you move into action? Well, I also think like if you're struggling to move into action, there's a subconscious reason for it. So it's like, okay, well, what bad thing happens if easily and naturally you get this action done every single day? Like there's always an answer there. So procrastination itself is a really interesting energy that we've done slingshot sessions on, slingshot sessions being like the group EFT sessions, like productivity and motivation. There's always something deeper. So if you have been procrastinating writing your book or starting a TikTok or working out every day, like what do you think will happen if you were able to do that? And usually it's this fear of like the next level or something. So actually part of shadow work can be like, what is that? Let me clear that. And you'd be amazed how different you'll feel afterwards. Like you'll really feel like that get up and go energy. And it'll be like, yeah, this feels like good for me to do. What's also interesting is tapping around um, like writer's block or creativity block. Like if you're like, oh, I know, I, I know what I need to do, but no ideas are coming to me or I'm sitting with a blank page and nothing's happening. There's a block for a reason. Your subconscious is scared to like let something out. Like maybe it's a fear of vulnerability or there's can be so much there, like a pastime that you were writing or sharing your art that got invalidated. So you're trying to protect yourself. And once you clear that, it's like you open evolve and you're just in the flow. So it's really cool. Oh my God. I love this so much. I'm getting excited. I hope everyone listening is also getting excited. I know you should. You can do anything. Truly you can. I think like, and like having this tool in the toolbox is just so crucial as well for like manifesting your next like big thing. And also just like being overall more peaceful yourself. So I feel like having that is going to be like super a lot a big game changer for a lot of people. And I want to emphasize that it's not only in how you feel, it's also like in your external reality because the two are really closely intertwined. Like one of the craziest things that's ever happened with um, a client of mine is we were tapping because she was stressed about money because she had just put her house on the market and like there were literally no bites. Like nobody was putting in an offer and she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I'm supposed to move soon. So I'm like, okay, let's like go to the root of it. So we're tapping, we're clearing it. It's towards like the end of the call and she gets a phone call and she's like, okay, I'll just, I'll check it when I get off the call. I'm like, okay, perfect. So we get off the call. She checks her voicemail and she texts me like maybe four minutes after we got off the call. And she's like, oh my God, the call that I got when we were in session was an offer for like 20K above asking on my house. I, I was like, what? And it like happened because we were in the middle of tapping when she got the call because it was like a distraction. And I was like, no worries. Like, it's good to have distractions during tapping. And she's like, I'll check it later. I'm like, okay, perfect. We didn't think anything of it. Like, it could have been anyone calling. It was that. It was like, sometimes you are so close to the breakthrough. You just have to release just a little bit. Like, there's just a little something, something that's coming up and blocking you. Oh, my God. That's such an inspiring and, like, good story to think about, too. I love to hear success stories of people who, like, have made it with whatever, like, tool they're utilizing. It always just gives me, like, the hope. So are there other parts of your, like, spirituality, like, routine, like, or maybe just walk us through, like, what your mornings look like, how you implement tapping, if you do it every day, if you do it multiple times a day, like, how does it fit into your routine? So I try to tap every morning when I wake up as kind of like a first thing to do. Like, I'm a very vivid dreamer. I don't know if you are too. Me too, but, like, all my dreams are... This is probably because I have a lot of subconscious issues. All my dreams have been really scary recently. So I feel like I need to tap and get through that. 
Yes. Okay. So there's probably something there. So, okay. So Abraham Hicks says like, oh, first thing in the morning, you're completely clear to have like a start manifesting from a blank slate. I'm like, I don't think, I'm sorry. I don't think so <laughs> because I wake up and I don't know if it's how my mind works, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do today and I'm behind and why did I wake up so late? And that dream was really stressful and there was a cryptic message. So, okay. First things first, even if I'm waking up feeling kind of good, I will do just like three quick rounds of tapping, like while I'm waiting for my coffee to brew. And I'll just be like, it's safe to have a good day. And it'll just help me feel so much lighter. And I just get rid of any icky energy from like the day before, the dream that I had, my stress for the day ahead. And it just helps me like glide into the day a little more. Then I try to visualize every single day. I will, I will say there's something in life called the upper limit problem. The book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks talks about this. And the upper limit problem is when things get really, really good. So it feels scary. So you self-sabotage. When I visualize, when I do like this lethal combination of like visualization slash meditation and tapping, things happen in my life so quickly that I freak out. And so I will stop visualizing for like a few weeks because last time I was in a really like I do that with, with journaling. I'll be like, wow, I'm in such a good place. And then like three weeks go by and I haven't journaled. And it's like, oh, because you could have gone further. Yes, you could have gotten further. Yeah. Last time I was visualizing consistently, I was doing this like Joe Dispenza morning meditation. Like two of my biggest vision board items like came through in the most unreal way, like huge life-changing opportunities. And I freaked out and like, I'm not really, that is, so that's not inspiring at all, but I know it's an upper limit problem. And I've had to like tap through that. Like, okay, it's safe to get to the next level. Like there's obviously a lot there beneath the scenes, but I will try to visualize and if I don't want to do a full shebang of like a 20 minute Joe Dispenza morning meditation, what I like to do is turn on the, so- the song Time by Hans Zimmer. It's from the movie Inception. It is a very epic song and I listen to it and I visualize my dream life and it's very brief, you know, it's like three minutes. There's no resistance to that. And I'll just see like all the things I want to experience and it's so epic and I'm very impacted by music. So feeling the emotion of it, like I, I play that song a lot actually in like dream away, which is my membership community, our workshops or like in slingshot sessions. And everybody will like start crying because it's such a powerful song. And when you imagine your dream life to that soundtrack, it's so empowering. So I'll do that as like a little bit of a boost. And then I also, I journal just a little. So I will write down three things that I'm grateful for. And then in the same present tense, grateful tone, I'll write three things that I'm manifesting. And I have these little journals that I filled up mostly every single day for the past two years. It's actually really funny. I shared on my Instagram story last night. I found this picture from September, 2021. So just less than a year ago of my, like the things that I'd written down as my hopeful manifestations. And all three of them have come true, including the, like the most recent one. It said, I'm so grateful to have my Range Rover Velar in the downstairs garage. And I just got my dream car a week ago today. And so I was like, oh my gosh, all three happened. <laughs> and so that's also really cool to look back on. Like I have my old, old, old one. And it's like, I'm so grateful for 20,000 on TikTok. And I'm like, holy cow, like things have really blown up since. So I love doing that as well as also like a reflection practice for you. So those are the three main ones. And then I'll just say like vibration maintenance and taking care of how you you feel not only through tapping, but through like getting your body moving, drinking a lot of water, having nutritious foods, getting a lot of sleep. That is such a big part of it. Oh my gosh. Like how you feel dictates so much. And there's little things that you can do that don't seem related to your spirituality, but just can move the needle forward for you in a huge, huge way. And working out is like honestly a big one. And I hate working out. So (laughs) I try to do like 10 minutes on the Peloton. I'm like, I did it. (laughs) No, I'm with you on that. Like working out, that's been a blocker or something that's been blocked with me that I'm definitely gonna have to tap through. But I feel like working out 
as I've started to do it more consistently, it's like I'm bitter that everyone was right that it's like so good for you and everything's so better. But I've definitely gone through phases where I'm like, no wonder people love it so much. Like these endorphins. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any more book recommendations for us? I love a good book recommendation. You've mentioned a few so far. Okay. Two of my favorite books of all time, they're like in a sequel. So E Squared and E Cubed by Pam Grouts are both about like energy and manifestation. And there's little like manifestation exercises. Such good reads, like put me in a really good mood every time. Then The Vortex by Abraham Hicks is about relationships, but like what relationships are showing us about our relationship to our higher selves and what's manifesting in our lives. It is a really trippy book, but it's so good. I love Happy Pocket, Happy Pocket Full of Money by David Cameron Gacondi is so good about like every time I read that book, I make money, <laughs> like a lot of money. So it really helps mindset wise. And there's like subliminal subliminals in it because between each paragraph of the book, it there's an affirmation that says something about like, I am happy, joyful, and like wealthy. And so as you're reading it, your subconscious is taking it in. So I think that's also part of it. And I I mean, I really like things that blow your minds. Like The Holographic Universe is a book that talks about <laughs> how everything is a simulation. So I like doing those things that stretch my mind and make me look at all of life very, very differently. But a good like beginner book or like a staple, a foundational book is definitely E-Squared by Pam Grout. Perfect. Thank you. I love a takeaway. It's always good for everyone. So then, okay, I want to talk about your music career too, because I think it's so interesting. And obviously your song's coming out, your second song, I guess, is coming out tomorrow. So when you are in your manifestation, you're in your journaling, you're figuring out, you're like, I'm going to go for this. Where do you start? Like, where do you start when it comes to taking on this new career and like executing it? For I think it has to be centered in intention. Like I was just talking to one of my friends about this the other day and he was like, are you trying to be like number one on the billboard charts? Like what's the intention here? And I was like, you know what? No, I really just want to make music that I feel really in the flow as I'm creating it and it impacts people and resonates with people. But obviously like there's been different times. Like I actually went to the Grammy Awards in April. Uh, I got invited in the, the weirdest possible way and ended up going and it was so amazing. And so since then I've been like, ooh, I'd really like to win a Grammy. But I know that for me, it's way better if I'm centered and like, what do, what do I want my music to make me feel slash like, what do I want it to make others feel as opposed to like this award that I think would give me all this happiness. But I also know through all the things I've accomplished that you think that thing's going to give you happiness and all the things you want, but it's, it doesn't like it feels, I mean, I'm sure I'd, I'd be happy if I won a Grammy. So I'm not saying that, but it's so much more important to root it in, like let the journey be an end within itself as opposed to a means to an end. So once I like center in that intention, it's like, okay, how can I step into the vibration of that? as frequently as possible. It's hard daily since I balance so much, but if I can just set aside in my case, like 30 minutes to work on the songs that I've written or write new ones or do something that gets me into that flow where I'm feeling the music being that that's like what I want and I'm feeling things. I'm like, Oh yeah, I really love that. I'm getting to that creative flow. Then that I have to trust that that's going to guide me forward. Cause that's like the vibration. So it's like, how do you step into the vibration of what it is that you want to experience? And that's where also like letting the process be the end within itself, as opposed to me trying to like step into the vibration of winning a Grammy all day, you know, like that's a little bit harder to master. I could probably master it in like a visualization, but I'd rather be in that place of like, oh, I love that flow when I get a new idea or I'm like really feeling the song or somebody tells me how much the song resonates. Like, how can I create that more frequently? Do you know what I mean? I really like that. I think that even with content creation, I've thought about it that way as well, where it's like instead of... I want 
10 million YouTube subscribers. It's thinking about, I want to make content that I enjoy making and that makes other people feel good. Because like, like you said, you can get to that place where the numbers or the accomplishments are like real in your life, but it doesn't, but like, what is that without the experience of creating something meaningful, you know? And so, yeah, so I, I'm with you on that. I think that's a good reminder for everyone too. It's like, you don't have to, it's not always about the accomplishments. Although you and I definitely probably love an accomplishment. I'm like with you. Oh, it's really fun. It's fun. Especially as Leo, I'm like my moment to shine. But no, to your point about the numbers too, um, 100K on TikTok was like my biggest goal for so long. I was like obsessed with it. And I remember being really close. I was like at 96K or something. And I was like, oh my God, when I hit 100K, my life is going to change. And I just felt it. I was like, okay. And then I hit 100K. And like, obviously it was a huge accomplishment, but like what in my head, I'm like, oh, 4,000 more followers. And then my life will change. It's just a number. And like that what really changed my life at that time and what I really remember about that time is how much I was actually in the flow of creation and I was connecting with people and helping people. People tell me all the time, like you changed my life two years ago. Like when you first started creating content, like got me out on this and like that matters so much more than the arbitrary number of like how many people pressed follow on my page. I hit a hundred K recently and I, it sort of led to a hard time for me because I was like, I thought, like you said, like, cause everyone says that, like, once you get to that number, you're going to be like, whatever. And it's like, I have the same sort of life as I did when I had 80K, you know? And it's like, I feel like what, when we put all that pressure on things like that, it takes away from like, oh, I'm building a community on this platform and I really want to show up for them and help them change their lives as opposed to like, I've got this number. So now I can make X amount more in brand deals. Like that's not really how it works. Like it's an exponential jump. Like you're going to, it's like the, and also like deals that come to you, you'll be put in front of the people who want to work with you, you know? So it's important to think about that. Like, and so I'm really happy that like you had that similar experience and that you can, that you overcome it as well. The joy is so much in the journey. Like it's really weird to think about like now I have over 400 K on TikTok. I'm in like my dream apartment. I have my dream car. Like I have all these things I always wanted. And Alexis, I can't tell you how often I miss living in my tiny studio apartment when I first moved to Manhattan and like not having any of those things, but just like being fueled by the dream of it and loving the process so much. Like I miss that version of me and I know I could tap into it anytime, but I'm like, oh, oh God, oh God, like upper limit, upper limit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I've got it. So, cause I think about that a lot where it's like, I want to think about my next manifestation and what I want next. But then I think, I think part of my blocker sometimes is like, once I have that, what will I do afterwards? And so are you experiencing that right now with like getting to this place as a great creator and you're like, what do I do next? I feel like, so, I mean, part of it too, is like, I have so much self-awareness that I've been tapping through a lot of that. Cause that can actually be a reason that you're not hitting the goal. Cause you're afraid like what will happen next for, for me now it's more like, I feel my goals changing because I'm loving music so much. And because I feel like I'm just deepening into everything where to me, it just matters so much more to change lives as opposed to like hit a new follower number. But it's hard. Cause like, I know that I'm motivated. I am externally motivated. So I never worked harder than when I was trying to hit 100K. And I know if I gave myself a goal like 500K or something, oh my God, I could pump out content like nobody's business. I'm just not motivated by that anymore. So I'm in this weird space now of like, okay, well, what am I motivated by? Okay, writing songs, helping people. And so that's going to look slower on the external because I'm not like having this crazy growth like I used to. 
but on the internal, it feels really good to me. And so I feel like I'm more in a place of being now as opposed to growing. And that's been weird because I've always been like an overachiever. Yeah. Well, I think that's like a natural progression when you start to focus on the feeling, like you said in the beginning, as opposed to focusing on like the outcome, which is less fun in general. So like, it makes sense that that's where the transition is moving towards. Yeah. It's, um, I think ultimately we're all supposed to be in this place of being as opposed to growing. Do you know what I mean? I mean, growing's natural, but I, I guess what I mean by that is like, instead of always looking outside of you for like, what's the next thing, like loving where you are now, because ironically or not being in that place of loving where you are right now is the fastest vehicle to get to the next phase. You're right. Oh, this is so, this is so great. Okay, I do want to talk about your song though, because like that's so impressive that you put that together, that you're writing it yourself and recording, etc. And so how did that come to be? And tell us about the acoustic version as well. So the song's called Worth the Flight. And I so to take take it back a little bit, I wrote songs all the time in high school, and then I'd always pick up my guitar and like noodle around, but I never did anything with it, but I'd like film it for fun. And there were times I'd put it on Instagram, but this was like way before I built an audience. So it was like, you know, to my audience of 10. <laughs> and so I showed one of those videos to my best friend Ankita, and she was like blown away. She's like, I can't believe this is you. What is going on here? I had no idea you did this. I had no idea you sang. And so she really became like my biggest fan, and she kept pushing me in that direction. And she was like, you really need to heal this. She just sees like the best possible version of me and the best vision of me. It's so important to like have such dear friendships. And friendships is something I had to tap on a lot before I attracted her into my life. So (laughs) I'm really, really, really grateful for her. So I ended up doing an EFT tapping session basically on my perception of myself, not even as a singer, but like as an entertainer, because I had this weird thing in my head where I was like, oh, on TikTok or where I'm creating content, I'm just a teacher. Like I'm just sharing all this information, which is great. But like, I also kind of wanted to share myself and like my heart and who I am. And I had this belief that nobody would care about that, that I'm like kind of still working through. Cause a lot of it's like, how much are you offering value, whatever. So I did one tapping session on it kind of from the frame, frame of mind of like, yeah, I would like to be like a singer and a songwriter again. That feels like really aligned the next day. I have a friend reach out to me. He was like, Hey, one of my friends is like throwing this kind of like got together at this bar where he's playing the piano and he's looking for singers to sing um, a song and like perform it at this little bar. And I'm like, what the heck? This is so, like, literally the day after because it's how tapping works. I was super nervous, but I, f- I felt like it was a sign from the universe. So I said, yes, it was on December 4th, 2021. And I didn't think anything of it, but one of the amazing friends of mine who's in Dream Away my community. Um, she's an astrologer and she's like, Haley, that's the Sagittarius solar eclipse. And you have so much Sagittarius in your chart. So I'm like, no, I'm going to sing at a bar, like whatever. I was so nervous. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like what I was like, okay, maybe I'll be more confident after. I had no idea that that was like going to literally launch like my music career because I had the best time up there. It was like a top three life moment. I sang dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Everyone sang with me at the end on the last chorus. I felt so confident. I felt like my voice sounded so good, which is something else I'd always felt insecure about. And then I shared it on social media and the response was really enormous and like not to be the person who needed like outside validation, but like I needed validation, honestly, of like this dream of mine because I felt I had like a lot of painful memories about trying to pursue that in high school. So after that, I asked for a a little keyboard piano for Christmas from my dad and he gave me a keyboard piano and I had so much resistance to setting it up. And then on January 10th, I finally forced myself to set up the piano. I sat down at it and worked the light poured out of me poured like I literally sat down and I was like saying the whole thing it was like it gives me chills to talk about it because it was just so immediate like it was way 
to come to be for so long. And the song is about waiting for someone to like bridge the distance to you. So literally take a flight to you, make the effort in the relationship. Because I think a lot of times we find ourselves like waiting on someone outside of us (laughs) to do that, like in love. And like my decision to basically like take back the pen and be the author of my own story instead of like waiting for like this guy to come meet me meet, meet there you know so I shared that song on Instagram I was like literally sweating like sobbing <laughs> when I shared it because I'm like this is so embarrassing but the response was there was like over 300 comments people were like I need this please put it on Spotify and that was all the encouragement I needed I didn't know how I was gonna do it but I ended up having a dinner with Ankita and one of her friends from work and it was like very very random but her friend was like oh Haley like what's been up with you lately and I did not think she would know anyone in music at all. But I just mentioned like, oh, I'm looking for a producer and a recording studio. And she was like, oh, I actually have this coupon for this recording studio in Brooklyn that I got when I modeled for them, but I don't need to use it. I think you could probably use their recording studio. And so I looked it up and it's called Make Life Studio in Brooklyn. And they have producers who literally work there. And there is just one guy and his name, I don't know, I just kind of felt called to him. So I checked out his Instagram and the universe communicates with me through numbers. So I kept seeing the number 623 and I had no idea what it meant, but I saw it so many times that I felt like it was significant. And on his profile, it said 623 because he had like shared a highlight from June 23rd and he doesn't even remember this. And so I messaged him and I was like, Hey, here's my song. Like, would you want to produce it? And he said he'd love to. And the rest, (laughs) the rest, as they say, was history. Also note on the 623, when I checked in to my hotel in Las Vegas for the Grammys, I was assigned room number 623. Oh my God. The numbers. I love a good angel number. Like they're everywhere. And like, they're so encouraging. Those just make me feel so much safer every time I see one. This is that that is such a beautiful story of like just things unfold as they're meant to unfolding, but I couldn't have seen coming. Like I think, yeah, that's got to be a takeaway from most things in life. Like you never know how it's going to unfold. It's like life is like a flower. Exactly. Like you think all of a sudden, like like you think you know how processes work, but they like never really happen that way. And so I no, it's really much more magical than that. So yeah, Worth the Flight came out on May 27th and then everyone asked for an acoustic version. I was like, okay, I'll like f- put this together. Now I love the acoustic version so much more that I almost can't listen to the original. And so that's what comes out tomorrow night at midnight. Um <laughs> way better and then um my next single is called anymore and people really like that one too and that one comes out in september congratulations i'm so excited for you it's been such a cool story and like i feel like i've learned so much from you in our hour so i'm really happy and obviously everyone should know binging your content just gives you like a major up level and i think like your energy is very clear through the internet so i'm super happy that you're out here creating content and things for all that you do. I love to end my shows with by asking everyone the same question, which is the following. So finish this sentence with something that you want young people or other people to know. You're too smart for... Okay, maybe it's because we just talked about worth the flight, but I'm like, you're too smart for waiting for somebody to realize that you're worthy because you always have been. Absolutely. I think that sums up our conversation super well. So where can everyone find you and stream your song and everything? Share all of your little things with us. So it's at Haley Hoffman Smith on both Instagram and TikTok. And then I'm Haley Hoffman Smith on Spotify and all of the different streaming platforms. The song's called Worth the Flight. My podcast is called Big Conversations. And then if you're interested in tapping, I don't do as much one-on-one coaching anymore, but 
a lot of my group tapping sessions are very effective and people really love them. And I actually use the replays on myself. They're called slingshot sessions. So just link in my bio, like literally anywhere that you find me on social media. So you can find that there. And then there's an EFT DIY course that I offer if you want to learn how to tap on yourself. Oh, love it. She's got it all figured out. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Alexis. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I am so grateful that you took the time out of your day to take a listen to these conversations. If you're looking for more content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Too Collective. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis Barber, on the Gram TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can also watch our solo episodes on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alexis Barber. And we do a weekly giveaway of PR products or Amazon gift cards to girls who leave great reviews down below. So please make sure to leave your reviews and follow us on Instagram to be notified in case you win. And with that, do not forget that you are too smart to not love yourself and see you in the next episode.